0: The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast coming to you on March 7th, 2022 23. <laughs> Dude, I think, the, I think the third month already. I'm still struggling with the year. How you guys doing? All right, Vinila. What well, did the Soul podcast? It was last week. Was it last week I done the Soul podcast? I believe. Um, it was last week. I think. Right. Yeah. It As it was a bedcast. I Think it was. Um, did a show from the bed. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the studio today. Um, things are on the up and up. Um, health update here. Another one. Um, it's probably the theme of this show for the last couple of weeks. Um. Things with my neck are getting better. Obviously, um, we continue to uh. Continue to see the chiropractor every three times a week. I, I didn't go today, though, unfortunately, because my my youngest son Logan um woke up sick and actually woke up sick at three o'clock in the morning. with what, what a best with a stomachache, a bug, and we had to go to the doctor at about eight o'clock in the morning. So he kept home from school. Actually, and up keeping both kids home from school, um, and um. You know, it was one of those things where okay, we just 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 be safe, just keep on school for the time being. Um, but uh, we did that, and then um, uh, we uh, you know, I, I put my wife and my wife had to work a, a long day today. She's at work now, still currently. She's starting to be up and up, and you know, go to work after all this. So she's just such a trooper. I love her to death. Um, but um, I'm I'm tired myself, man. Actually, I, I probably shouldn't even do this podcast. But I'm exhausted. By what I've been. Itching to get back in the booth here in, in a week. Like I said, you know, like I said, we've been. There's a lot going on here at home for me personally. Um, um but every, the neck issue is getting better. I'm back to back to dealing again. Back to uh, on the tables again. I was I was cleared, um, late last week. Um, still being cautious. Um, there's still soreness in my arm, in my arms. Not as bad though. I have a little numbness in my my index finger still, but it's not as bad as it was. Um, still. Really can't do long podcasts like I, I. I know I did one last week with with uh, Rob Barnett like, hour and a half last week. That was that was fun, but it was still a little tight. um But hopefully, uh I would say by April, I'll be I should be clear to back to normal. But I'm also really taking health seriously. I'm I'm actually going to do a um uh a uh bonus episode this week. Um, this Thursday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to my doctor. I'm going to officially find out everything about my health. Um, I. I've said um in the past back in um what was it late last year we, we did an episode that was called diabetic. Uh, remember that little spelling acronym thingy and uh, <laughs> and uh, i I said that i was' there's, there's a possibility i might be diabetic um the early signs uh, do show that um I took a blood test uh last Friday. And I am going to find out the results this Thursday. So um, I will be um, doing a bonus episode this week, probably focusing solely on that because I'm doing a lot of things here at home tr- with health wise, and I, I want to get into that. I want to save that all that stuff for that episode when I do that. Um, probably Thursday afternoon. I'll probably end up doing that once I find my results. I found in the morning. I'm kind of nervous, but I kind of know where I'm at. Um, I've been. Uh, the doctor has had me on. You know, logging um, my blood sugar for the last uh, you know five days of four days, or hell is it, through Thursday, do, do, logging all that plus blood pressure. Um, it's been all been high, but it's been getting better. I've, I've been eating. I've been eating better the last couple of days. I've been exercising a lot the last couple of days. I I've made some changes. I haven't had a, I have had really any sugar. Um, I haven't had a soda really since last Friday. Um, I cut that last week. Um, I haven't done. I haven't any any sugar other than like the low carbs. I haven't had any sugar in. About five days, and it's it's been you know it's been a challenge, but you know again health is wealth, and um you know I, I like I always say I want I want to be able to see my kids and, and my wife, and I want to see them get older, and you know I want to grow old, I want to be able to have live, live a long life and a ha- happy life and healthy life, and I have to make sacrifices on that on that end. But um we'll know more on Thursday, and I'll we'll do another episode on Thursday um focusing all this because there's a lot of stuff going on here at home that I want you guys to hear about um. I want to make this a community, uh, also where my health journey is also a part of the show now. Um, we'll start having guests on the podcast of, you know, people who are doing the same thing and changing their lives for the better, you know, self improvement, you know, um, so those, all those things. But I, I want to focus on a lot of other things that are in interest right now in football. Uh, today was the last day before the franchise, before teams were able to franchise, uh, players and all that stuff and we'll get to all that soon as well too um, I want to talk Kevin Durant real quick um, Kevin Durant of course now a member of the Phoenix Suns um, the Suns are I believe 3 now since he has started um, I, I'm still on defense whether or not they're actually a favorite in the West to win the West to, w- to go to the finals win the finals all that there's the things I'm seeing there and you know the, the depth has been gutted because of, of that trade and some certain things I'm not really I'm still kind of like uh eh, let me uh i am not fully on board 100 percent in terms of them being an NBA champ NBA finals uh, uh favorite right now um but Kevin Durant it's complicated because we, I, and this this uh this stemmed from a discussion I had on my um in a group chat with my family yes, you know my my my, my family on uh, my dad's side especially uh my brothers and cousins and brother-in-law and all that we all we all like to have we have our own group chat and we discuss a lot, mainly sports and all that. And we got to a big discussion about Kevin Durant um, a couple of days ago, and it triggered me to want to talk about this on the podcast um, because we would we would talk about Kevin Durant, and you know, he, he, you know, I, I consider him a mercenary. You know, I consider him someone that is he he's not someone like p- people say. People a lot of people will never put him in. A lot of people will never put him in your t- in your top ten all time less because he had to leave Oklahoma City to go to go you know, go to Golden State to win titles and all that and then he went to Brooklyn and all that and but I think one of the things we I think we don't I think we kind of don't understand and I think society as a whole has contributed to this too also is that we've made the argument now about how we view players in any sport. Basketball especially in basketball though. Football especially too, but basketball especially where you have more control both sides, of the, both sides of the court. Where unless you win a ring, you're not good enough. I, I spoke about this, about this actually on the podcast a week ago when Paul Pe- – an acidine take, by way, by, by Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, who guys I respect, but acidine take where they said that if you don't win a ring, you should not be in the Hall of Fame. And to me, that is ludicrous to even think that, honestly. Um – and but that's what he said, and um, so Kevin Durant has moved places, and and yet people have said that he's not top to player because of that. You know, Kevin Durant has never claimed to be you know the when I say a leader guy like like the, the number one, um, in the sense like well, how would we be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, like guys who are not only you know the best player on the team, but the reason they win games and win titles. And Kevin Durant never, never, ever like apologized for wanting to just play ball. I think we look at Kevin Durant in a way where like we you think he's a fantastic player, one of the greatest players of all time, sure one of the best shooters of all time, and but because he doesn't lead in the same way we see Jordan Bird, Jordan, you know, Kobe, and that he doesn't up that list is why people have Steph Curry ahead of him because Steph Curry has stuck it on Golden State and he's been the the, the, the leader pretty much. And I think we need to kind of. You know, I think the bottom line is that Kevin Durant is not more complicated to give him credit for. I think we have to kind of have a more nuanced discussion to talk about Kevin Durant's, Kevin Durant's legacy. He's a mercenary. He doesn't care about being a leader. He doesn't care about how he wins titles. He wants the ball. Whether or not he goes to Phoenix and whether that goes to whether team he goes to, he wants to play ball. And he's he's never shy from that. He's never he's never um, you know said anything different. And I and I think one of the things I, I I think I've come around with him a little bit too, especially in recent years. Even though I like, I would rather him stay in Oklahoma City. He's transparent. He, you know, we 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 sit here. and We always say we want our athletes to be honest and be truthful and just tell like it is. And then when we have that, and a guy like Kevin Durant, who's now granted he's doing it, doing it behind burner accounts, but uh, you know when he's honest and speaks his piece. We don't like it either. We like you. Don't like what he's saying, and that's kind of our fault. We're like, we like we do. We do. We do. We really know as sports fans what we want. And that and that's the kind of the problem we we I think we uh, we 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 have when it comes to judging guys. I think we need to get a place double coming around. Like, look, he he won't be in the top ten. That's fine. Um, but I think we need to give him a little more credit. I think we also need to understand that. His legacy is more way more complicated complicated to get credit for. You know, let's be real. He Oklahoma City's situation was not good for him and with him and Russell Westbrook. How's that played out in rest, in recent years? He he looks like the he did the right thing. The only mistake he ever made, really honestly, was leaving Golden State, honestly. But he also wanted to try to do something on his own. It failed with him in Kyrie, similar to what happened in Russ and, and okay. See lot, I argue the situation with Kyrie's worse because at least Russell shows up and plays ball. You know he's going to Phoenix now, and all he cares about is winning games. He doesn't want to play basketball. That's all he cares. He doesn't care how he does it. So if you I mean if you're if if you the fan of telling you the fan is saying to me that it's all about rings, all you know about rings, that's it, then Kevin Durant is trying to is trying to answer your call. He's trying to answer your call because you're saying rings only rings matter. So Kevin Durant's saying, well if I if I can't win this way. Well, why, why are we moving the goalposts? We, we, you know, like, we won't come around to win rings, but we'll also win it in a way where it's satisfying to us. And, again, the legacy argument, look, this is why I keep telling y'all I hate the Jordan-LeBron argument because, at the end of the day, look, I may think Jordan's is of all time, but it's, it's an opinion. There's, no really, there's, there's really no clinch best player of all time because that will say that my opinion is more valid than yours. And we're not going to do that here. We're not going to do that. So... All I'm saying is this, this give Karen Durant a little more credit for that. A little more credit. Um, like I said, I would rather him stay Oklahoma City with Russ and, and try to try to make that happen. But look, his decision. He's a free agent, he's had one to go, and that's it. So but it's just complicated. So one situation I'll tell you is not complicated, and I think we need to get a little serious here, is uh, John Morant. John Morant, um, I'm really worried about this kid. Uh you saw the video, uh a video from the on his IG, he was at a strip club, brandishing a gun. We have see other things come out in recent months, and sort of sort of see this little turn, like concerns. And it's a couple of things, couple of things we're seeing now that with John Moran, that's a little bit concerning. And I'm not gonna double down on on this because I mean we've heard other people's uh, comments on this. And I mean by the way, uh, Jalen Rose had probably the uh, best, you know. Advice for, for John Morant on on uh, NFL, NBA calm on Saturday. Um, this, I, I wish I had had a clip here on, on the podcast I play here now, but um, but his his clip the clip was fantastic. Um, look, John Morant, I, mean, I I don't know what's 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 this meaning for him to want to be come off as this tough, hard, thuggish. You know, look, I may be rich and I may be a top ten player in the league, but I, I'm still here. I'm still Tough and I'm you know, I haven't sold out. Dude, it's overrated, man. Be corny. I'm 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 just gonna be I'm gonna be straight with you, man. Be corny. You know? I, I like corny. That's who I am. Russell Wilson, look, he may have a rough year this year, but and it stopped maybe a little lower going to this, this, this off season, but Russell Wilson, I just saw a video with him doing a uh, uh father daughter dance, um uh, his daughter thinks is like three or four years old. Um and to me it's whole as hell. I'm not to say he has to be like Russell Wilson. Corny is better. Corny is safe. This shit that John Moran's involved in, really, honestly. And again, there's a lot of things that we don't we don't know is confirmed or not. He's going to get his ass killed being careful or in trouble. This dude has hundreds of millions of dollars um, that he could be making in the next decade. He's only 23 years old. Okay. He's already secure the bag for the next five years with Memphis. He's probably getting the bag again going forward. Okay, in the, for another five 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 years, plus endorsements. What are you doing, Ja? Now, to his credit, he's gonna he can help with this. Rumors come out now that he's uh has had some drug and alcohol issues recently. I mean, that's what that's what's been reported. I'm not, I'm not saying it's true or not. This is what we're hearing out there in the streets. But Ja, he's got to clean this up, and 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 also this is also a call to action to his father, T. T. Morant, who's heavily involved in his life, he's at every game, every home game, every road game. And I know that you guys are boys, you guys are like friends, but T. Morant needs needs to step in as a father. As a father, step in and help clean this mess up, because John Morant is going to blow this ship. you get like, hey, careful. He's about to mess the bunny up, and I, I don't want to see that. I really don't. So let's hope that this time away from the team, he's a, he's away definitely there. Rumors saying he may be out for the season. Who, doesn't include playoffs. Who knows? The Grizzlies are just, right now the two-seed in the Western Conference. So it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, and you got a, a game tonight. As I'm recording this tonight, Grizzlies and Lakers. Um, LeBron not playing. Ja not playing. You know, it's about low management in the league and players missing games. Right, it's not a low management situation, but it's, you know, a game that, again, we could have Ja and LeBron on, on well, Ja at least, on the, on the, on the screen, and we're not going to get that. So, man, I'm tired. By the way, I'm really tired. I'm, I'm pushing doing this podcast for now, but you know, I'm gonna push through. I'm push through. Um, but I mean, look, I'm, ja, I'm praying for you, man. Get your shit together, man. Get it together, man. You have a lot of time. You can change, change uh, the, the 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 um the narrative about you right now. But you gotta you gotta put in the work, and you got to make some hard decisions here. If if, if the people that surround you are not good influences, get them out of your life. Well, certainly these get them out of your of your basketball life. But I will say, Gummy, I mean, like all together, because they ain't good. Just saying. All right, switch so up to the NFL here, real quick. Um, today, as I said earlier, was today is the uh, last day to before teams have, have their franchise players to teams to negotiate before you can start franchising players. So, uh, Daniel Jones, I'm a Giants fan, of course, this is a big one for me. Daniel Jones and the Giants agreed to a new deal at the terms of four years, one hundred and sixty million dollars. There's a lot of opinions about this contract, so let's 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 dive into a little bit, shall we? Come on. All right. So here's what I'll do: I'll give you pros and cons for Daniel Jones' deal. I'm gonna give to it as a Giants fan, okay? Not solely because I'm pro Daniel Jones or anti Daniel Jones or pro Giants and anti Giants. I'm gonna give you the pros and cons as a Giants fan. Why this is a good deal for, for the Giants? Number one, they get ahead of the they get ahead. Number one, of let me start here first. Number one. It's a short-term deal. It's four years, one sixty. However, go deeper into the language. It's virtually a two-year, eighty million-dollar deal. It's virtually a two-year deal. Okay, if Daniel Jones plays well in the next two years, he may secure another bag going forward with the Giants or elsewhere. Okay, this is why it's a good deal. It's still it's it's kind of like a backwards franchise. So number two, they came to they came to an agreement. The reports were Dan Jones wanted 45 million plus. The Giants were offering 36 million at one point. They came to the middle. Okay. If Daniel Jones, as I said, if he uh if, if Daniel Jones does not play well under this uh this New Deal in two years, if if, if, if I'm not mistaken, the guaranteed money runs on after two years, the Giants can cut him. But no guarantee money owed. Okay? The Giants still have a lot, still have cap, cap flexibility, and here's the big one. I think no one's, no one's noticing. Here's why it was dangerous to franchise him. Now, now, granted, I'm not saying he's as good as Lamar Jackson because he's not, not even close. But here's why it's important to secure the bag. If the Giants have already identified that he is good enough to be their be the face of the franchise for the next couple of years, they've they've identified that. Okay, if Brian Dayball, the new regime, Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, Joe Shaw, how do you, you pronounce it? If they have identified that he is the future of this team, okay, it's about getting the right money and securing the money now. Had they franchise Jones, okay, and granted, and let's say no one put up, gave up two draft picks to get him, you know, on a, on a non-exclusive tag, non-exclusive tag, okay, and Giants and Jones played through the through the franchise tag next year. And Daniel Jones actually has a better year than this year. He had, he had a huge year. Guess what, folks? That $40 million you, you're worried about is down to $50 million. Because as I've been saying all along, yesterday's price ain't today's price. In other words, that price tag will be going up. And you see how the NFL salary cap continues to increase and increase, increase every year. Okay? And the Giants, by locking them in, they're, if Daniel Jones has a phenomenal year or two, they got him on the bargain because the price tag will increase in, in the next year. Okay, and in the year after that as well, too. If Jones plays well next two years, he's, he gets another the bag. It's just that simple. So there was, there was no other way to, to go. The Giants' low-risk, high-reward. When you look at the economics of it all, this is kind of a low-risk situation. Look, is Daniel Jones' $40 million good? Uh, I have my doubts a Giants fan, but at the same time, this is the market. W- w- this is like real estate. Their are houses in the market out there that are $400,000 $400, $400, $400, $400, that aren't worth that kind of money, but that's the market. So But there's a problem to a lot of Giants fans saying, well, they should pay that kind of money. Well, you can franchise them, of course, too, but then there's, there's a risk of uh, whatever. You know, who would you have gotten? Jimmy G? No offense to Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G, but he's not going to change your... He's, he, if, if, if the Giants got Jimmy G, it's pretty much a stopgap okay he's gonna he's a stopgap jimmy g would have worked for the giants if the giants were say drafting on the quarterback and he needed a veteran to play behind for a couple of years that's not the case here now Daniel jones obviously has talent and he's he's good enough to be i would say worth the chance and here's the thing it's not a long-term deal so in essence it's four years 160 but really it's two years 80 so look look between the numbers there's a lot more information there. Look at the language. So I thought both sides here won because Dale Jones now gets gets the bag, and if he plays well under this short-term deal, he can. Just, he's young enough to get another bag again. Altitude going forward in two three years. So win win Giants win win for Jones ultra-two. So that's it. And and, and, they've, and they and else and again, they avoid the Lamar Jackson thing where they they could have secured Lamar Jackson two years ago, a year ago. They chose not to, and now they're in the in, in the situation, situation right now. Nice segue, Lamar Jackson, franchise for the Ravens play, non exclusive tag. There's gonna be a there's gotta be a team that's gonna put two two picks up, I am assuming. Now, rumors is that Falcons, Panthers, Dolphins have all said quarter to sources now that they have they don't they don't uh uh they're not gonna they're not going to go after after uh, uh Lamar Jackson, which means now, who knows? I, I don't know where this it goes. Is Lamar here long term? He doesn't have to sign that little franchise tag as well. Too also, well, Baltimore locked him a couple years ago when he had a chance to. When I mean, his value was lower, and now again, the market continues to go up. Now his price tag is bigger now. Yes, Deshaun Watson not do that as well too, but the market was always going to go was going to explode anyway. Maybe maybe not to, to the extent of. Where Dwayne Watson's deal went because the Browns fucked that up, but you know that's capitalism for you guys. Capitalism in a nutshell. That's simple. My prediction is, um, I'm gonna say he's still. I mean, it, his days can be numbered, but I don't. I don't know if I actually believe these teams, the Falcons, Panthers, that you know, you know, the sources say that they're not gonna go after him. Under the franchise thingy, go two, two, two first round picks. I'm not convinced that one of those teams is going to say, you know, reverse course on that. So um, I'm still 50 50 on, on, on uh, Lamar Jackson returning to Baltimore next year. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, but it's going to be, it's, the saga's not over yet. We still have it in a couple more months. So Derek Carr yesterday gets his deal up in New Orleans. Um, I think right now on paper, it makes him the favorite in the NFC South. Obviously, a low bar though, because the South was trash last year, straight trash. Tom Brady obviously retiring for the Bucks. Um, the Panthers are still rebuilding. Uh, the Falcons are rebuilding. The Saints are kind of rebuilding as well too. But you get Derek Carr there with a, with a, a pretty good defense in New Orleans. There should be there be, be a problem. Geno Smith got the bag as well too. Uh, three years, hundred three million dollars. It was um, a little over $100 hundred million. Um, good deal for the for the, for the Seahawks there. Uh, Geno. Earned that last year with his play, got, got the Seahawks to the playoffs last year, and, and all that. I'm really, really proud of Geno there on, the, on that on that aspect. Um, uh, update on the Aaron Rodgers saga: um, reportedly, the Packers are talking to him again, and also there's communication between the Packers and the Jets. So, there's definitely some some traction on the Jets rumors. Um, the Jets obviously losing on Derek Carr. This is it for them. This is it's pretty much. Uh, uh, Rodgers a bus. I mean, you, you, you can get Jimmy G, obviously, but I have a feeling Jimmy G is going to uh Oak, to, to to Vegas, honestly. Um, so there's that. Um, like I said, free agency is um about a week away, so we'll see how how that plays out. Um, but but Aaron Rodgers, what he's doing also a lot of people a lot of people like very frustrated by Aaron Rodgers what he's doing, how he's handling this situation. He has a right to do this. What he, what he's doing is he's not doing anything wrong, okay. He's trying to decide his future. Because okay, so there's no different what anybody else does. He evaluates. Nothing wrong with that. You know, he'll he'll decide when he's ready to decide. I do think the Packers want to get rid of him. I, I do think there's rumors. I do I do think, you know, the fact that the Jets are involved and the Jets are talking to the Packers and all that and is that I think there's uh, validity that the Packers do want are definitely interested in moving on from Rodgers, regardless. You know, that big contract for starters and then you know, I think they feel better about Jordan Love now than they did a year ago. Um, so there's that. My opinion. I think he's back Green Bay next year. That's my opinion. But we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. This is a play. This is a a story that's uh, getting more legs now. And um, we'll see how it plays out. All right. Two more things we got out of here. I'm really, really, really tired. Like I said, I'll drop another podcast later in the week. Um, so I was watching Bill Maher. Uh, I I love Bulmar, um, real time Bulmar every every Friday. Though I don't watch it live, I watch it like days after, or day after. Um, he had on Bernie Sanders as his as, as one of his main guests on the show. Um, and I, I look, it's, it's, it's probably a little controversial, of course, for some, but it's not really. Look, I don't necessarily agree with all Bernie Sanders politics either, but here's why. Here's why I respect Bernie Sanders. Of all the politicians in in, in uh, I said Hollywood, but it might as well be Hollywood, right? Of all the politicians in um, in Washington D.C., Democrat, Republican doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders to me is the most authentic because at least what he says he means. You may not like his politics, and uh, many do, many many don't, many some do, many don't. Um, I know even the, the even Democrats in my family who don't like. His politics. Who thinks they, they think he's too far left of, of them, especially when, to, especially when it comes to the economics and whatnot. But the thing about Bernie Sanders I like is that he's he's always and he's always been this way. He's always been a kind of an anti anti establishment, you know, democratic socialist. You know, we we obviously the language on socialism. You know, people say socialism is bad and this and that, and there's the difference between socialism and democratic socialism, whatever. You know, we have, we, have, we have to talk about that here on, on, on the podcast, but. I like the fact he's honest. I like the fact he's authentic. I like the fact that he says what he means. And he means what he says. That's it. He moves on. He seems kind of ordinary to be around all the time. You watch him on on, on Mar. He seems very ordinary, but that's he's he's an old man. He's turning eighty. Now I don't think he was president again. He, I think he said no because I think Bar had pressed him on that on the show. He said, uh, "Would you want another run, the third, third time to charm?" He said, uh, "No." He has a new book. out, He's promoting on there. I I'm thinking about buying that book just because I want to see what he has to say. But I think, I I just think Bernie's a very authentic guy. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying angry at his politics. I, I I know, you know, the people in my family who do like him and some who don't. You know, politically speaking, but he's at least authentic. And I give him, I give I'll give him that. So, you know, that's that's not that's not an endorsement on Bernie Sanders or anything. But just I, I enjoyed the interview. Um, he had, also he had a Russell Brand on. He had Russell Russell Brand and um John Hammond on um on the uh panel also brandon is, is a bit much man i, I mean some things we're saying that i agree with but some things we're saying also he's a little bit a little bit too performative for me also of my taste some degree i thought I like he was talking over Patron Hellman a little too much a little bit too performative at times and just kind of like you know over the top with it like like dude relax it's okay you can chill pill but um that was a good episode of, of Marvel this week um I need to. I need to watch uh, the Chris Rock special. Not a big Chris Rock fan, obviously, but I, I've been told I need, I need to watch it at least, in some feedbacks. So maybe, maybe um, next day or two, I'll watch it and, and review it on this on the podcast. Uh, let me see what else before I get out of here. Um, Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump, um, Donald Trump is actually running a very smart campaign right now. Now, it's way early. We are way early. We're not even close to caucus season yet. You know, so far we have, what, two people, two candidates running for the, the Republican nomination um, on that side. I know, obviously, him and Nikki Haley have entered the race. Uh, I believe that Tim Scott's going to enter the race at some point, too. I remember Gunn Youngkin. You know, you you would think Ron, Ron DeSantis, our governor here in Florida, is already in. But he's not in the race yet, actually, officially. But here's why... Donald Trump, right at least right now, on optics, is running a smart campaign. There's a lot of Republican figures that have become a little more vocal about wanting to sunset certain entitlements like Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security. And wherever your leanings are, we can agree that the majority of the country do like those entitlements in place. Okay, I would dare say a good two thirds of the country, and I'm confident in that number, do want to have Social Security, um, at, at the very least Social Security available to them when they retire. And you have some politicians. I, I, I think Rick Scott was one. I think at one point Ron DeSantis had, had mentioned, not saying he was one of the Sunset, but he had kind of circled around the topic. Donald Trump, to his credit, has said, now look, he may not actually mean this really when it's all said and done, because you know how Trump is. He says one thing or another. And you know, he he's he's very chaotic when it comes to the things he says he does. Like Donald Trump once upon a time, weeks before he was inaugurated, said he was pro he was for pro universal healthcare. So again, and that's that, that's a very anti Republican um Um platform. Or position, should I say. Donald Trump, to his credit, has said he will not let she, he will not let the government take their healthcare. To, oh, not healthcare. Take their uh, social security or their Medicaid, or their Medicare, to discredit. And he's saying, no, "Look, look, look!" Again, whether you believe he, believe him or not, that's another thing. But the fact he's putting his mouth to ears, you know, whereas you have other Republicans who are dancing on the subject, it's a big deal, and that is one way. And that is the reason why I think, even if DeSantis was, at this point even if the Sanders went into the race i don't think i think uh i think um he's he's been a nomination for the gop cuz even if there's a tempered down you know excitement for trump this time around in comparison to 2016 i do think he still has a stranglehold on a, a guaranteed quarter of the republican base and to boot, I've been saying this, too, also for, for a while now. The more people that enter the race, the better for Trump. Because all you're doing is peeling away votes from for, for the other option. Let's say DeSantis enters the race, okay? If if those are only two nominees or uh, uh, candidates for, for the GOP, for example, you have a better chance of DeSantis probably winning it because more folks who are kind of tired of Trump will vote for DeSantis. But you have Nikki Haley in there. You're going to have Tim Scott in there at some point. You're going to have Mike Pence in at some point. You might have Mike Pompeo in at some point. Okay. And it, it's kind of the, the whole narcissism of it all. Like, if you guys really want to beat Donald Trump, find one guy, one male or female, get behind them and call it a day. But they won't do that because hashtag narcissism. Just saying. Donald Trump will win a, GOP, will win a nomination next year. That simple. We're going to have Trump Biden too um in 2024 next year yuck anyway that's that was it for me on this podcast dated march 7th 2023 uh, um i am exhausted i'm tired i recorded uh my, my basketball podcast earlier today i'm exhausted my kids exhausted me today with the with, uh, you know them being sick at home and all that so we'll go back to the next next one um next i'll record it probably on thursday after my doctor visit i'll let you guys know my, my update on that, and get some get the official word on whether or not I am actually a diabetic. We'll see, but uh, you know, there's one thing is tr- one thing is certain though. Even if I am a diabetic, won't be for long. I'm turning the shit around. Trust me on that. I'm I'm ready putting the work in now, and we'll discuss that in the next episode. So love you guys. Take care, and until next one, later.